0: Welcome to WTBU News Today. I'm Stephanie. Boston has been beautiful lately. Temperatures on Sunday are expected to reach a high of 87 degrees Fahrenheit, with the rest of the week looking just as beautiful, if not more than the last. Next week, high temperatures are also expected to take a dip into the mid to low 70s. Varsha Subramanian is here now to report on how BU will accommodate the new flu
1: vaccine mandate enacted by the Massachusetts Department of Public Health. The Massachusetts Department of Public Health has made the flu vaccination compulsory for all students attending schools in Massachusetts. According to this mandate, students must take their flu vaccination before December 31st. Rachel Lappel, Assistant Vice President of Public Relations at BU, wrote in an email that the university will comply fully with the new state immunization mandate by offering annual flu vaccines to all students. Immunization clinics will be held by Student Health Services on the Charles River campus by appointment from August 24 to August 28. The clinic can be found on 25 Buick Street and will be open from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Appointments to get vaccinated can be made by logging into Patient Connect. These vaccinations are free for students who are under SHIP Student Health Insurance Plan and the cost will vary if the student is under another insurance plan. The shots offered include MMR, meningitis, HPV, and more. On the day of the vaccination, students must show the green compliance badge along with their daily symptom screen on Patient Connect, which proves that they have tested negative for COVID-19. In Dubai, UAE, I'm Varsha Subramanian for WTBU News. Joining us now is Alex Corey
0: with some changes to Boston's Logan Airport in response to the coronavirus and diminished travel. Deep cuts are in store for Boston's Logan Airport as a result of the
2: pandemic. Already, the Massachusetts Port Authority has closed parts of terminals and two garages. Shuttles have been significantly cut back, as well as express bus routes. It's frozen hiring, eliminated overtime pay, and left $1 billion of its capital plan, scaling back the expansion of its international terminal and shelving a monorail-like system that would link its terminals to the Blue Line. Even with cutbacks, Logan still faces a budget gap of $113 million this fiscal year. Logan has already received federal aid to mend some of the gap, but depending on the course of the pandemic going forward, it may need more to stay afloat. Industry analysts have voiced confidence that airports like Logan will pay their debts since much of the CARES Act money has supported obligations to bondholders and lenders, Logan is still in better shape compared to larger airports around the country that face a significantly harder challenge returning to large volumes of travelers that they had before the pandemic. In Falmouth, Massachusetts, I'm Alex Quarry for
0: WTBU News. And now we'll head over to Diane Huangpo for a story on the wildfires sweeping through California this weekend. Intense heat and lightning-sparked
3: wildfires continue to rage across California on Saturday, with two of the blazes becoming some of the largest in state history. The LNU Lightning Complex wildfire, now the second-largest inferno to ravage the state behind the Medicino Complex Fire of 2018, had spread 314,207 acres across California's Napa, Lake, Solano, and Sonoma counties by Saturday morning. Only 15% has been contained by firefighters, and the fire has burned an area of land slightly larger than Rhode Island. The fires have also burned through the historic Big Basin Redwood State Park, home to well-known and ancient redwood trees, with officials stating that the park suffered extensive damage. Another large fire known as the SCU Complex Fire ranks as the fourth largest blaze in California history, charring at least 274,968 acres. At this time, more than 100,000 residents have been forced to evacuate their homes as wildfires continue to threaten their houses and worsen air quality. In New York City, I'm Diane Huang Po for WTBU News.
0: Next, I'll be sharing a story about the link between Minnesota's newest coronavirus cases and a South Dakota motorcycle rally. Minnesota health experts announced on Friday that the state's newest coronavirus cases are linked to a South Dakota motorcycle rally. The Sturgis Motorcycle Rally took place from August 7th to August 16th in Sturgis, South Dakota and welcomed visitors in over 460,000 vehicles. Chris Erisman, the Director of Infectious Diseases at the Minnesota Department of Health, said that the first positive coronavirus case linked to the rally was discovered on Thursday and the 14 other cases were identified on Friday. One of the 15 people infected has been hospitalized, but Erisman believes that cases will continue to rise because of the high volume of attendees. Erismund's announcement makes Minnesota the third state to have cases linked to the motorcycle rally. Nebraska reported seven new cases connected to the event on Thursday, and South Dakota has said that fewer than 25 cases are linked to the event. Finally, an update from Natalia Shilotri about how India will modify its celebration of a prominent Hindu festival.
4: India kicks off celebrations for one of the most awaited celebrations of the year, Ganesh Chaturthi. Ganesh Chaturthi is an auspicious Hindu festival that is celebrated every year to mark the birthday of Lord Ganesha. However, the 10-day festival will be celebrated in a more restricted manner due to COVID-19. As Mumbai's COVID count begins to rise once again, the city braces itself with more regulations to keep the public safe. Masses often carry idols of Lord Ganesha that are about 10 meters or 30 feet or even higher. However, this year, authorities have stated that idols can't be longer than 1.1 meters to avoid crowds. While devotee panels usually see 400 visitors a day at this festival, organizers have urged devotees to stay at home. One of the organizers mentioned that one-meter markings to ensure social distancing have been placed, along with touch-free sanitizer dispensers, oximeters, and thermometers. Senior citizens and young children have also been asked to not attend. Many more panels have opted for online prayer recital sessions. In Singapore, I'm Natalia Shloutri for WTBU News.
0: That's it for this edition of WTBU News Today. Be sure to tune in to our full program every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over on WTBU Radio. On behalf of Gabriela Lopez, Hannah Yoshinaga, Alex Corey, and Grace Ferguson, I'm Stephanie Joseph, reporting from Laurel, Maryland for WTBU News.